everybody and welcome back to the Wholesome Weekend Podcast. Today I have another male guest on this podcast. Um, of course, first of all, I would love to hear your feedback on that if you guys want more male podcast guests or if you prefer sticking to only females. Um, obviously, I'm creating this podcast for you, but I personally kind of find it really interesting to see the differences between, ma between male and female going through weekend journeys. Um, but yeah, today I have Alex with me. He also was once skinny shamed in his past and has gone through a lot of um, trials and errors just like I did on my weekend journey so I wanted to give him some space to share his journey and also to point out the differences that one can experience as a male who is also trying to gain weight so here you go enjoy Okay, I'm sitting here with Alex, and you know what's funny? You're the second male person on my podcast, and the other one's name was Axel. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, welcome to my podcast. I'm really happy to have you here. Um, would you like to say those people who you are? Yes. So, hello, everybody. I've heard that this is most women listening, so I'll do my absolute best to serve you and um, speak to you. So my story is quite relatable, I believe. So when... In my childhood, in my teens, I was your average kid. I was short. So my mother, mother, if you're listening, I love you. My mom's very short and like muscly and, and stocky. And my dad's super duper tall and slim and skinny. He's 6'5", so it's about 200 centimeters. And my mom's like 150 something centimeters. So she's like, yeah, right? So I've had both. I've experienced both in my life. So uh, I was... I think in middle school, I was super chubby. I looked like a Russian. Like I'll, uh, I'll add a photo somewhere if we can after. I'll post it somewhere. But I looked like a Russian, super chubby. I had a, a full unibrow. And I looked like a girl throughout my, my, in my primary school. So when I was around uh, like six, seven, eight, I looked like a woman, a little girl. And I've, I've, I was called a girl for so many times. Like, hey, what's your daughter's name? And it's like, it's like, it's like Alex. And it's like, oh, cool. You know, it's like, so that was funny. <laughs> and then, so I've experienced being called a woman. I've experienced being super chubby in middle school when I was about like 10 to 15. And then in grade seven, I grew like six inches in one year, like like crazy growing pains behind my legs. Like I was like, what is going on? And next thing you knew, I went from a little like chubbyish Russian looking kid to a complete tall, skinny, bony French man. And I was so skinny. And I'm like, I'm like, what happened? Like, what's going on? And I started to look my, like my dad. My dad is very skinny, like I mentioned. And then I got to high school and, and I started, that's when the bullying started to happen. And that's when my, my brother, um, I love you, bro, but you were a dick when you were young. That's just the truth. <laughs> and he, yeah, he used to bully me for being really skinny. I, my nickname was Skinner Dude. Literally, that was my nickname was Skinner Dude. Because I was so slim. And that fucked with me. Like, that really did. Pardon my French. This just pure emotion but that really messed with me and then throughout high school I started working out when I was like 16 I started getting on really healthy or unhealthy <laughs> excuse me unhealthy weight gainers like mutant mass and all that stuff and if you take mutant mass um all the power to you but just look into the to the nu nutrients in there but I started just eating like the worst food like the worst meats like processed foods and I was gaining weight I gained about 20 pounds but my my I was not feeling good at all I looked great people are like wow you're so strong Alex da 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 but I was not feeling good whatsoever. So, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on. You spoke just like so many different things. You went through so many different stages. Yeah. Um, so when you were actually like chubby, so before you like grew tall, like out of nowhere, were you also bullied for that? Or were people just like telling you look fine, normal, good, whatever? Like when I was... 
before you gained weight, like how people, uh, sorry, before you um, grew tall, so like before those six inches came out of nowhere and you said you were chubby and small, how people uh, looked at you back then? So thank you for slowing me down. I'm very, very fired up. So when I was more chubby, it was more so like, oh, you're so cute. You're so chubby. And I looked like a girl. And I did, honestly, the bullying came more from being skinny than it did from, from being chubby. Chubby was like, oh, you're a cute little girl. So, yeah, so I, don't, I don't really have many traumas from being chubby. It was, it was, I was more cute than chubby, but I was still chubby. Um, but the real trauma came from when I was slim. Did it came more from like people actually pointing it out or did you also see it in yourself? You like were you self-conscious about your body too or like only when people like, oh, wait, you're like so skinny? Yeah, th that's the thing. I, I didn't know until people said it. And I think that's the story for most people if you're listening right now. You're actually like when you're a kid, you're not self-conscious. You do whatever you want until someone tells you otherwise. Until someone tells you no, stop doing that. Or you look fat or why you like, it's like, what I'm fat and what I'm skinny. Like, I didn't know. Like I, I really love myself and I believe we're all born pure love until like we're conditioned otherwise. And yeah, I didn't know I was skinny until people called me Skinner dude. And that's when like, I started to get, get real self-conscious and real like shy. And I went in, I went inside myself and started to like hide from people. Um, another question. I've never taken any weight gainers. What is actually inside of those? Like literally, what do they, like what, what are the ingredients? Yeah, so a lot of protein powders and weight gainers are like, are very bad. I, I, I don't really remember what's in mutant mass, um, but I just know that there's a lot of stuff that is not good for the human body in there. Um, I wish I could tell you more, but look it up. Mutant mass, look at the, the nutrients and like there's a lot of like gums and stabilizers and and like non-natural flavorings and it's just like it was not good i did not feel every time i drank it like i was bloated i was like shit in my pants it was like it was not a fun time um what made you decide like going down that path like doing all these unhealthy foods and like like treating your body in that way i mean obviously you wanted to gain weight but did you not see like a healthy sustainable option out there or why did you chose to like drink those beautiful and delicious shakes <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't know. I mean, that's what my friends were doing. Um, I, I went, I started going to the gym. I asked people what they were doing and I just copied what the muscular people were doing and without doing my own research or anything like that. And my family didn't, my family wasn't conscious when it came to that. So I just did what other people were doing because I wanted to be like them. Yeah. And you didn't question your health or because like, also you said you didn't feel good. You were not like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this because I'm not feeling great. Or were you just like, okay, people are like finally seeing me. They're like seeing that my body's changing. That's all I want. Yeah. Uh, this, I mean, this brings me into a lot of emotion right now, but, um, yeah, I just, I just copied it and I didn't, I didn't use my own, I didn't, there was no conscious decisions in that. It was just like, I'm getting bigger. I feel great. I'm getting more compliments. People are saying I look good and I'm strong. So obviously I don't want to stop doing what, what was working at that time. What do you think you would have done if, um, no one would have told you that you look great. Would you have still continued your, for yourself? Or like, did you also like feel better in your own body? Like, because you obviously did gain some muscles or whatever, or were you like, okay, it's not worth it for me. So if no one ever told me that I was skinny, I would have literally just kept being a happy, little, joyful, loving, peaceful, curious, adventurous kid. Um, it was only until the point someone told me that I was skinny until I started to really care for it. So if no one ever told me that, I would have continued with what I'm doing, eventually got into fitness and health 
and all of that anyways. But I was at a very unnatural, it's not what my body wants. It doesn't want to be that chubby and have all these like quote unquote calories and like be stuffed all day long. It was just not good. So I would have kept being a beautiful little kid. What do you think, like, where is your body at right now? Because, like, you were, like, from chubby to skinny, then you gained some whatever, and where are you at right now? Yeah, so right now I, I, so I know we can talk about intermittent fasting, but right now where I'm at, simply put, I feel light, I feel energized, and I still feel strong. So I think that the beautiful combo that I feel now is I feel light, and I feel strong at the same time, which was never the case. It was either I was very strong and, like, heavy, or I was super light and weak. So now I'm like a beautiful mix. And I really believe that I'm hitting like that beautiful point now where I'm strong and light and I'm really in my body weight that I, that I need. Of course, there's like, there's another level always, but I'm feeling really energized and really light and I'm still slim. Like I'm, I'm not a big dude. Like I'm still slim, but I'm definitely not as slim as I was when I was like 18, 19, 20. Um, when did you hit that point where you uh, decided to change? Like where, so you were taking like all these bacon it's like going to the gym and everything. What, what was the, point for you where you said okay it's enough like I don't want to I don't want to continue that path I want to change so it was it actually was not a a, a decision it was more of a, a circumstance and like a lifestyle change so when I was super muscly I was about eight, uh, 17 18 just turning 19 and I moved to Australia and I started backpacking and that's when like all like because when I was trying to keep the weight on it was unnatural and it actually took a lot of like conscious effort and overeating that like when I was not hungry at all, I would eat just to keep the weight on. So when I moved to Australia, I actually kind of fell back to, to like my natural weight. And, but obviously I lost a lot of muscle because I didn't work out, but it was actually a lifestyle change was moving to, yeah, it was moving to Australia when I started to get slim again. And then that was an unhealthy weight. I was, I was drinking, I was backpacking, I was eating tuna and noodles and all that stuff. So I fell back into that slim weight and I like actually got super self-conscious and all of the trauma that came from when I was younger came back up and I had to process that as well. Um, are you happy with your body, with yourself and especially with your eating habits right now or is there anything you want to work on specifically? So my core belief is there's always another level. Right now, um, I would say I'm just under my, my peak, the, the peak that I've experienced in my life. Um, I'm just under it. But right now I'm very happy with like my intuitive eating and not like forcing and forcing these strict diets and all of that. Um, I, I still practice intermittent fasting. I believe it's, it's like super beneficial to, to anyone listening. It is different for women than it is for men. So if you're a woman, do your own research. But for men, um, I mean, you can fast almost every single day. So for me, I, I am very happy with, my, with where I'm at, but I know that there's always another level. Um, I totally agree. Intermittent fasting is amazing. I've been doing it for, I think, three years now or something. Um, maybe even four. I just love it. Like, I just love how it makes me feel. Obviously, like, do always your own research. Like, it's not for everybody. Like, it's just a tool. Don't see it as, like, a specific thing to help you do something. It's just, like, it can provide benefits for your body. If you feel like you're forcing yourself into it, then don't do it. Maybe it's not serving you. So, like, just because it's, like, good for me and Alex, like, it doesn't have to be good for you. I have, like, an entire episode about intermittent fasting. So, if you want to check that out. Um, but, yeah, what I find is really interesting because um, you obviously went through, like, so many different stages. It's basically, like, a roller coaster, right, from, like, up and down, like, your your gain, uh, your weight especially. Um, 
Why I find that interesting is because people think that like once they gain or lose weight, there is no way back or no way out. And there always is. So like no matter if you like gain 20 kilos, you can always lose them again. So like even if you feel like you want to change your body right now, but you feel like as soon as you do, there is not going to be a way back. There always is. Like we saw it on you. We saw it on me as well, like on everyone. Um, what do you think is the best way? Like if you want to change your body right now, how do you, how would you do it today? So like let's say you are back to like your super skinny time you want to change that how would you proceed it right now like with all the knowledge that you have and the experience so of course i would deep dive into research but i i, I can answer that question directly or kind of like in a in a in a different um in a different way so i believe that like everybody has kind of a general weight that their body functions best at and for me like i could really intentionally gain a lot of weight and be super muscular but i wouldn't feel good inside and it, at, at all so for me um, if, if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, like I'm, I'm slim or, well, obviously you're slim if you're listening to this podcast, but I think it's finding a way to, to something sustainable. So, I mean, you've heard that word before, but for me, it's like, cause if I, if I intentionally get, like put on a bunch of weight and eat a bunch of food, any moment that I go back to like my, my baseline or like kind of that, that beautiful middle ground where I feel strong and light, I always, I can always go up, but I'll always fall back down. So I think it's finding that beautiful balance of of how like how are you feeling that's the biggest question is like how like yes we can we can gain weight which is, which is super important but how are you feeling when you eat are you feeling tired are you feeling energized are you feeling or do you feel sluggish and and, and bad after you eat so for me i i focus on intuitive eating now what is intuitive eating it's listening to your body i think the body is so magical uh, in many ways but it's really tuning into your body and a asking the question what does my body need right now in this moment what does my body need right now in this moment? And if you ask that question, I believe the body and its its intelligence will answer that. Um, but I mean, there's of course there's some rules that I follow. It's like don't have anything un like unnatural sweeteners, um, like <laughs> yeah, it's just like the worst ever. And I mean, there's so many different diets out there, but it's really asking yourself, how am I feeling this moment right now? And what is that that beautiful weight where you feel strong, where you feel healthy, where you feel energized, and finding that weight. And, and just and just flowing with that because you can eat a bunch of food, like I said, and come back to that baseline. And I think our bodies will always want to come back to homeostasis, which simply means coming back to that baseline, that balance, that center point with your body. So yeah, right now I, 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 I eat intuitively and I practice intermittent fasting. Would you know of a way how to like gain weight now sustainably? Like, would you know of like specific tools that you would use or specific foods that you would incorporate of? Like, what exactly would you swap out or like change about your diet that will help you to gain weight in a sustainable and healthy way, of course? Yes. So my, the, the secret, the superpower for my experience, I'm speaking from experience, is healthy fats. So healthy fats for me, I've done a lot of research. I follow a lot of diverse viewpoints. So this is kind of the general rule that I follow is healthy fats. Now, what are healthy fats that I feel great on? Coconut oil and extra virgin olive oil. Now, it's super important when you have oils is not to cook them on high temperatures. So if you're going to have these oils, don't cook them at all or cook them on a very, very low temperature or else they'll kind of turn into toxicity um, or toxic rather. Um, avocados are a superpower. They are a freaking superpower. They are delicious. If you don't like avocados, um, I mean, what else is there? So yeah, healthy oils, avocados, and also nuts. Well, you're gonna you say nuts? Yeah. Yes. So nuts. So here's my experience with nuts. I love nuts. Nuts are the best. Almonds, macadamias are my favorite. Oh my god, they taste like butter. They're so good. Oh my god. 
uh, almonds, walnuts. So avoid peanuts. Peanuts are actually not not the best ever. If you're going to eat them, just make sure you, of course, eat, eat everything. Peanut, peanuts are nuts. <laughs> peanuts is a legume. It's not a nut. <laughs> oh, shit. I did not. You don't need to mention that. Great. <laughs> Cut. So I don't eat peanuts. So anyways, that's great. So I've just heard they're bad. Um, that's funny that they're, it's that. But anyways, yes, nuts. Now, the, the, the dangerous part with nuts is if you eat too much you'll kind of feel i don't know if you've ever guys have ever had this experience but have you ever eaten so much nuts where it's just so overwhelming and you get super tired and you feel sick after because that happens a lot with me so nuts avocados extra virgin olive oil not cooked on a high temperature and coconut oil not cooked on a high temperature those are superpowers if you want to gain healthy weight it's so nice that you said this because um the reason why i asked you this question because i was hoping that you would mention foods that i personally for example would not eat myself or like not recommend to my own body the reason is being because we all sit like such different um systems like right so like for example you mentioned oils and i personally really don't sit well with oils no matter if they're raw cooked high temperature low temperature whatever it just does not make me personally feel great but what you have to know is you have to figure out foods that sit well with you so like for example avocados are amazing for me i feel super good eating them nuts I also agree if I overeat donuts, I just don't feel amazing, but I don't even actually know why there's probably scientific reason for that. But um, just because we mentioned certain foods, you still have to find out foods that work for you and your body. So like, don't just listen to people and like copy them. Like you did, for example, back in your days at the gym. Yeah. I also used to copy people at the gym because I was like, I'm just going to do whatever they're doing. Um, just like always find ways that work for you. Um, just like use it as examples, try it out. And if it doesn't work for you, use someone else on as an example and try that again. Um, Alex, I have a very personal question, very private question. Um, so you went through so many things, especially like uh, your whole journey. Would you ever say that you struggled with like an eating disorder or like, um, would you like label that in a way? Or would you say like, no, like obviously I went through like so many different things, but I wouldn't say that it was like disordered or wasn't like um, serving me or whatever. Take a second to think about it. <laughs> Hmm. Okay. Here, like, I'll, I'm just truth. I'll, I'll be truthful and transparent. Um, I believe that we all have our own addictions, and I think food is a super, super common one. The reason why, and I'll speak on my own experience in a, in, a, in a second. The reason why is a basic human need is certainty and security, and what pr food provides us is knowing that when we eat this, we will feel that way, even if it's for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, and then you'll feel shit after. It provides us certainty knowing that we're going to experience an emotion. So I think we all have addictions in different ways, and the addictions can be certainty-driven. So if you're addicted to dating apps, if you're addicted to food, if you're addicted to smoking or alcohol, it's because it's going to provide you with a certain emotion, which is certainty, knowing that you're going to feel a great emotion in that way. So myself, yes, I've experienced quote-unquote eating disorder, um, overeating, whatever you want to call it. Yes, I've experienced that. Yes, binge eating. Yes, because especially with fasting, you have a small eating window and it's like, oh, I'll eat. like I went through periods of, oh, I can fast 18, 24 or 24 hours. I'll break the fast right. And then after that, I used to have a day on, on, I used to do Sundays. I used to be so intense in business in Australia that I would have six days of super strictness and I would do Sunday. I would literally eat quote unquote, whatever I want. Now I believe in treat days, not cheat days. I don't like the language of cheat days, treat days where you can treat yourself within reason. Now on those Sundays, I would literally, I would go to the store, I would buy chocolate, candy, like a liter of ice cream. I would order two pizzas. Like I went through a full Sunday and I would eat all of that shit. Like, at, like in like within two hours. 
And that was, that was, I mean, that was fucked up, but I thought that if I do six days, amazing intermittent fasting, super strict that on Sundays I can eat whatever the fuck I want. I, I took that way overboard and yes. So I've definitely suffered with that, um, overeating. Do you think that the reason for you having all that crazy food on Sundays is because of, um, your strictness level, like during a, from Monday to Saturday, or do you think it's because, um, you actually wanted them because your body actually was craving those foods and for what reason were you craving those foods? I don't think my body was craving those foods. Um, other than, other than like, I mean, <laughs> sugar is addicting and like, we all know that. So I think the mindset behind it, the intention behind it was, was that if I have six days off, I can do whatever I want on Sunday. Um, but what happened was within those six days, like there would be times where I'm like, you know, my body's asking for something, not candy or not anything unhealthy. And I wouldn't give it because I believed in this certain diet and this certain thing. So that's why it all comes back to how do you feel after you eat something? And there's something that I learned at a Tony Robbins seminar in, uh, that I was at a few years ago. And it's after you eat something, just monitor your body within the, the, the first five minutes. Does your heart rate go up? How do you feel when you're eating the food? How do you feel 10 minutes, 20 minutes after? Because food is medicine. And if you eat it properly with intention, you shouldn't feel sluggish. You shouldn't feel tired after. That's not the goal when eating food. So um, I would love for you guys to incorporate that treat days. Allow like, that's what I do. What works for me is allow yourself. And it might even be two days a week or three days a week or whatever. What I've learned is maybe four to six days a month. That's what I do. I'll allow myself to do that. And I think the emotion that you're eating in is way worse than sometimes the actual food you're eating. So, um, for example, if you're going to eat ice cream, eat it with intention, eat it with purpose and make sure you're in a beautiful emotion, a beautiful state while you're eating it. And if you're going to eat it, enjoy it. If you're going to have a treat day, enjoy it because the vibration and the energy that you're eating in is, is, is a lot more powerful than the actual food in my belief beautifully said especially like um hold the right energy whilst you're eating it's so so important um so what i personally actually struggled with was um craving crazy foods like burgers pizzas just like crazy foods and i was like why the hell am i craving that because i was like so addicted to like a super strictly healthy diet and that was exactly the reason why i was craving like chocolates muffins and whatever was there because i was not allowing myself to have them like i was maybe like yeah like you said like maybe once a week or like twice a week but it was not that it was not within my daily allowance to have those foods but as soon as i just shifted my mindset without actually shifting my action so i didn't actually started eating those foods every day but i was just like okay you know what violetta if you're gonna crave a muffin then go out and get a freaking muffin or a donut or whatever you want and like as soon as i changed my mindset towards that without like restricting myself of not having it I didn't crave it anymore as much I mean obviously I always have days especially where I'm like leading up to my period I'm just like oh my god just give me like a whole chunk of chocolate I'm just gonna like dive into it right now but like as soon as I literally just like allowed myself to have the foods that I just want my body didn't want it anymore because I was like I can have it so like why it's not like it's not triggering anymore because like it's there for me so like why would i like crave it so much if i know that i can go to the store and it's gonna be fine if i have it so maybe there's like a weird mentality around like that healthy and unhealthy balance but i just think that like your body doesn't actually want these foods because it's it knows exactly it's not serving you in your health in yeah. whatever reason it's just your mind it's just like an emotional attachment that you have it's not actually your body craving that so just like shift your perspective from like I can't have that because it's not good for me. Just tell yourself, oh, I can have that. But like, I just know that I don't want it. And that's going to shift your whole mentality. I think you are celebrating yourself celebrating next year. Yes. So quick one minute story. I used to be a massive stoner when I was 17 years old, massive smoked weed every day, woke up all day, like for full on for a year. Like friends were drug dealing, all of that. 
and I was smoking weed and my dad was like, yeah, all good, man. Like smoke weed, like whatever. And this is a few years before it was legal in Canada, but I was smoking a bunch of weed all day. And my, my dad was like, yeah, go for it, man. And my mother was like, don't do it. You're going to ruin your life. Stop smoking weed. And I'm like, you know, I was a rebel at the time. I was like, no, like not F you mom, but like, nah, whatever. I'm going to do it, mom. I'll show you. So I was smoking weed a lot. And the second this, and I was, I was putting handcuffs. I was like, um, yeah, yeah. Like I was pulled over, like pulled out of my car with, with cops and my friends were drug dealing at the time, but I'll stay on topic. So my, my mother was like, don't do it. And I was like, yeah, I'll show you mom. Like I said, and the second my mom was like, you know what, Alex, do whatever the F you want. You'll see the consequences later. And that moment I stopped smoking weed the second, and this relates to food. So when I'm saying this story related to food, the second that I, that I, that my mom said, you know what, you'll find out the consequences. She allowed me to have it. My dad allowed me to have it. That's the second when I literally like quit that weed addiction and I stopped in that moment. And it's the same thing with food. Absolutely. Beautiful story. Um, didn't know that you were in handcuffs. Did you also go to jail for it? Uh, no, I was, I was 17. So, I mean, that's, that's a story for another time, but, um, I, yeah, I was pulled over and put in handcuffs and, um, I was 17. So he let me go. Good for you. Beautiful. I mean, your dad allowed it anyway. So yeah. <laughs> dad, if you're listening, <laughs> beautiful election though. Um, I was going to ask something and it's gone. Huh? You got lost in my story. I did actually. Um, oh yeah. If people were actually to like skinny shame you now, um, how would you react to that with your current mindset or like with, um, with what you have learned throughout the years? Two words, self-love. <laughs> and so if people call me slim or skinny now, I mean, I haven't had it in a while cause I'm no longer like that, that slim. But if anyone says anything about my body, I know, and to anyone listening, just know that if someone wants you to feel pain or is making f- fun of you, it's because they are feeling pain and they have insecurities inside of them. So it's accepting your insecurities, being aware of them if you have them, sure, but accepting them, doing the work that it takes to to work on your body in whatever way that feels right for you. But just knowing if someone shames you or if someone says anything to you, it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. So stay in in your energy like love on yourself as much as possible. Look at yourself in the mirror. I, I practice this as well. Look at yourself in the mirror directly in your eyes for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, five minutes, one minute, 30 seconds, whatever feels right for you. And say, maybe there's two things that I say, I love you. Thank you. Or I'm sorry. I love you. Please forgive me. Thank you. And just look at yourself in the mirror sometimes just silently and just look at yourself and just send yourself love. Literally just look at yourself in the mirror and send yourself love because if anyone says anything about you, it's more, it's more about them than it is for you. Yeah, absolutely. So like I, for example, experienced that like until, so I think everyone does, like you will always have people like pointing certain things about your body or like yourself out, like you're too skinny, you're too fat, you're too whatever, because you will never be perfect for anyone. This just like doesn't exist. It will never happen. So like, don't wait for that moment until everyone finally accepts you. The only person who has to accept you is yourself. Um, I have one question. Um, I'm really curious about this actually. So like when you were like uh, quite skinny, like so exactly that moment when you like started growing tall and stuff, did you like experience any health uh, outcomes from it or like did you feel perfectly fine like you felt super healthy there was like nothing not working in your body probably because like I definitely know and I can imagine like as a woman and a man there are like definitely differences in that so like a woman has to like have a certain body fat percentage in order to like the hormones to function properly I'm just like curious if like you as a man experience like any um, whatever health issues 
Hmm. I, I mean, I was, I was young, I was growing. I don't believe there were any health issues. I mean, the only thing was that I would say I was, I was weak. I could have been doing more, of course, like strength training, but when I didn't train and when I was skinny, I, I felt super weak, but I, I don't, I can't think of any, any, um, health side effects that there were for me being super slim other than I just felt super weak. Interesting because, like, as females, like you experience like so many health disadvantages. It's just crazy. Like, um, I was, for example, like cold twenty four seven. Like, even in summer, I was just like cold all the freaking time. That like there, there was never a point where I was like, okay, I'm actually warm. You know, so like just like simple things like that. Like where you think it's normal, and until people tell you, wait, why are you cold? It's freaking hot. You're like, it's supposed to be hot. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you mean? And obviously, of course, uh, yeah, feeling weak and just like overall, just like being like, Ugh. just like the energy was like way way lower because like if you don't consume enough calories and if your body is like not sitting well it's just like yeah you don't feel like life is live uh life is worth living um as much as you do if you're like in a healthy state you were gonna say something yeah i think it's like when i when i'm off um like my my homeostasis my balance my center point for weight i definitely do feel and i, and I like i do feel cold and i feel weak and i feel like you you know like you really know if you're off your 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 middle point your balance point just ask your body like am I, like am i in my whatever question you want to ask like am i feeling great right now um what can i do in this moment to feel better how am i feeling right now because again when you ask a question your body or your mind or whatever will will answer it um, at least that's my experience. So yeah, I definitely felt cold and I definitely felt weak. Those are my top two ones. Did you ever um, used to track your calories or track your foods? Um, <laughs> you're smiling already. Okay. <laughs> yes. So uh, I mean, this has changed over the years. So uh, yes, I used to track calories and my fitness pal and all of that back in the day. I no longer do that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be very strict with my with my belief and my research and the different people that I've listened to right now. And this may be go that goes against what Violetta said, but that's okay. What works for you? How are you feeling this moment? How are you feeling this moment? How are you feeling this moment? That is the question to ask yourself. Um, so. I used to believe in calories full on, but I wrote something down before I came here and I thought this may, I'm not going to tell you what to believe at all. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just say this. So one gram of uranium has 20 billion calories. You can Google it. One gram or how many grams or how many calories in one gram of uranium it has 20 billion calories. Now, if calorie calories were right, that would result in you gaining 5,714 pounds of fat. So one gram of uranium, 20 billion calories, that would equal 5,714 pounds of fat. So I've, I personally, I don't believe and I don't feel calories are the best ever. Um, I, I just don't. Um, it comes back to the, again, the question, how am I feeling this moment right now? After you eat the food, how do you feel? Do you feel energized? Do you feel whole? Do you feel fulfilled? Because that's the most important thing. When I eat sweet potatoes, broccoli, um, and maybe like a piece of fish or like salmon, I eat meat like a couple times a month. But if I eat that, I feel so happy, whole, energized. I feel amazing. And some people are like, oh, you can't eat fish because of this reason or you can't eat this because of that reason. It's how am I feeling after I eat the food? Um, and if you want to count calories, if that feels right for you and you're feeling energized and you're loving it and you're loving life and you're passionate and energized, then go ahead and count calories. I don't believe in it. But just whatever feels good, whatever results in, in the highest emotions and you living your best life and you, you feel, feeling the best ever. Why did you think that I wouldn't agree on that? Why, why did you think that I would have a totally different um, opinion on that? Let's, let's debate. No, I'm kidding. So I, I, I believe in the past when I last spoke to you, you 
I could be so wrong here, but you you are like an, a fan of counting calories. No, that's hilarious. Um, I'm not a fan at all. And I would like also never recommend anyone doing that. Um, I do find it helpful for people because I used to be that girl who had like no idea about food whatsoever. It's like if someone would have like brought me um, a tablespoon of nut butter or a a piece of salad leaf, I would have not known the difference. I would have been like both is food. I would have not known that like, okay, the nut butter has maybe like 100 calories, even like, even let's say like those numbers are non-existent or like not correct. There is obviously a difference between the nut butter and the salad leaf, but I just didn't know that. I was like, both is food. Like, what is the difference? Like, I don't know. Um, So like to a certain extent, I believe that like calories or numbers or whatever are existent. You know what I mean? So like they do have like a certain amount of like truth. But of course, like you just said, like this example, like points it out pretty well that like we shouldn't rely on that or it's like not necessarily like a thing that we should be doing every single day because it's just like not healthy for our mind and also like our food relationship because like it's not serving us. Like if you just like you, you don't consume numbers, you consume food. Like at the end of the day, it's energy. You're not consuming a number. Like this is not what your body is seeing. Your body is seeing the nutrients and the food and like all the vitamins that it has. Um, so no, don't rely on the numbers, obviously. But like it's just helpful. Like if you have freaking no absolute idea what like calories or like nutrients or whatever are, just get like an overall um, view and opinion on that. But like don't track every single day. Like this will not lead to a healthy state. Um, especially like don't re- rely on that either. Um how did you give it up? Because like you were tracking for a while, like how did you decide on like not no longer doing it? Was it also like connected with the travel to Australia or? Yeah, so I mean, once kind of you get unrooted in your routines, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm like, when I'm traveling or moving house, like kind of your rituals in a way they can stay, but um, I was very ungrounded. So I just kind of went down the path and I, I didn't, first of all, I didn't have the money for it. I was backpacking, I was broke eating, like I said, noodles and tuna and beans and all that stuff. But, um, I think it was just a pattern interrupt. And then I got back to it. And then I just realized, I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't want to be counting calories. Like that takes away me counting calories and taking the time and energy to count calories. That's taking time away to be really present with my food and conscious with my food and loving on my food and, and focusing on really like sitting in the emotion of like, like feeling love and sending your food love because food, whether you believe it or not, I like, I know that water, like food has water in it, obviously. And when you send energy to your food, like literally the food reacts and it receives that energy as well. I don't know about you guys, but if you have like a family holiday or Christmas dinner and you maybe you might say like grace or prayer or you might share what you're grateful for around the table, when you eat in that emotion, you feel so much better and you feel so much love and peace and the food receives that energy. You may or may not believe it, but the food receives that energy. So um, I know that kind of went off a different direction, but when you're eating, really like send your food love and really take a moment to take a breath in and send said food, that, that energy and that love and that intention. I love that you mentioned that. I think it's also like really important because a lot of uh, women, especially who are like trying to gain weight, but not actually wanting it. And it's like kind of an inner debate. They feel guilty when they eat something. So they like kind of do want to eat those specific food because they know they're good for them. But then they're like, oh, but I feel guilty and they still eat it. And then like eating with that guilt, I think it's like worse than like not eating it at all. It's like if you really like eat and like you just feel horrible for consuming it, that's exactly how you're going to feel afterwards. Like it's probably going to come back like even double or triple on that emotion. So like it's going to like you're literally going to eat that emotion. Like you're going to just literally have it in your body and it's going to be so 
story on there. Yeah. And even though if you're eating maybe, maybe just like a sweet potato, you're going to feel horrible because it's just the way you consumed it in that moment. Um, what do you think is a really good way for someone, that's going to be the last question, by the way, um, to like get fully in tune with your body? Because you said if you, f for example, eat broccoli or something, you feel good. How do people, how do they learn what feels good? Like what, is, what kind of foods are good for them? Because I would say we're all different. Like maybe there's someone out there who doesn't like broccoli and it feels horrible when this person eats broccoli. It's totally possible. Like broccoli is not amazing for everyone. But like how do you, how do you learn that? How do you specify like what foods are good for your as an individual? <sighs> so, I mean, the biggest thing is this is my experience. If you want to test different foods or you're, or you're not experienced with different foods, first of all, I'm never going to tell anyone to eat something they don't, they don't love. I personally love every food other than cilantro, coriander. Um, uh, I think it's, a, I've been told it's a genetic thing. It's either it tastes like soap or it tastes good. So I guess I just have the, ge the gene that's just like, I don't like it. So that's really the only food I won't eat. So if you're a picky eater, I would invite you to ask yourself, why am I a picky eater? If you want. Uh, and second of all, just try all different foods. And like I said, after you eat the food, really like when you eat, don't go on your phone, don't do anything else, really build a relationship with the food that you're eating and ask yourself, why don't I like this food? And if you don't like it, that's fine. But try all different foods, eat it, make sure to chew it fully. And then ask yourself, how am I feeling after I eat this? Am I feeling like, does your heart rate go up and you start to get brain fog and you start to feel weird? Did you want to add something? Okay. Um, so ask yourself and then just trial different foods, different foods that people say are healthy or this or that. First, do your research. Second, trial it. The body is so magical, so divine, and it has an intelligence that no one can ever understand potentially in my opinion. So really tune into the food that you're eating, trial different foods. If your heart rate goes up and you feel bad after you eat it, I would recommend avoiding it because like, like Violetta said, everyone's different. Um, I would like to add one more thing. So it all starts with the fundamentals. So our bodies are like roughly 80% water. Now, I am a huge, huge, I, like I've experienced this fully on the right water. Tap water is dead water. In most places where you're living, tap water has chlorine, it has fluoride, it has all this stuff that is not beneficial to the body. So I invite you and I encourage you to switch for one month or two weeks or one week. I recommend one month. Switch to spring water, not bottled plastic water. Look, uh, look up online like spring water near me or whatever because water it's super important. If you drink tap water, it's dead water. It's not carrying the minerals and minerals that your body needs. So what happens when you drink spring water? It's live. It's charged. It came from a spring. It moved through different rocks. It's picked up different minerals and there's a lot of total dissolved um, minerals inside it. And your body receives that. Our body needs minerals in it. So question the water that you're drinking. I recommend switching the water. Um, and after that, of course, intermittent fasting. But the biggest thing for me is, is water. Water, 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 water. I heard a, a stat the other day that 99% of the American population is dehydrated at a cellular level. Really? Yes. How many liters of water do you drink? How many liters? I actually, I don't track. I don't track. I, I, approximately. Approximately? Okay. I'll, I'll, da, 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 da. So I drink, as soon as I wake up, within the first 30 minutes, I drink one liter. Um, for the rest of the day, I would say, I mean, I'm, I'm quite active and I'm in Bali. I would say between four and six liters. I would say probably around four on a normal day, but an active day around five or six. Um, what was I going to say at the end? So that's dehydrated. Yes, the dehydrated. So just drink more water than you think. Like actually just have a bottle, have it in your environment. Like I have a bottle right beside me now and have all the healthy habits, specifically the water in your environment. Always carry a bottle of water with you. Um, and switch, yeah, switch to spring water for months. See how you feel because that water is, li is lively. It's carrying minerals, like I said, and, and you'll, you'll receive that energy as well. 
um, because 99% of the American population is dehydrated. So that's the worst news of all time. Um, so drink lots of water, but the right water. Last thing, filtered water. Filtered water is great. It's better than tap water. It's pure. So what happens when you drink fil filtered pure water is it doesn't carry minerals. It's pure. It's clean. It's great. It's really, really good for fat. For if, if you're sorry, not fasting, if you're doing like a cleanse of some sort, it's really, really good because it's acting as a solvent and it's flushing out. But the thing is, you're actually flushing out some minerals as well. So when you drink spring water, your cells are taking in those minerals and you will feel so much more energized drinking spring water. I promise you. So no tap water, please switch. I, that's the one thing that I will tell you to do. If you're on filtered, that's okay. Trial with spring water, see how you feel. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for explaining that. I actually, that's a really good inspiration for myself too, because like, and also a good reminder because I um, don't drink that much from myself like i'm not super thirsty like i'm just like never like super thirsty but like if i have water right next to me like let's say when i work or when i do some stuff like as soon as it's on the table i have it if it's not on the table i literally don't drink because i just forget about it so like if you're someone who's like not drinking enough because you're simply not thirsty that's okay but like just have it next to you and like if you see it you your body is gonna like take it because like if your body sees it you're gonna be like oh water that's good i feel good when i drink water so um yeah just like make it a habit just like have it next to you like next to your bed in the morning when you wake up or whatever um thank you so much for being on here i really appreciate your time and energy you're welcome. I hope you guys got some value out of that. And, and just think right now, what is one action step from this whole interview that I can apply right now? Exactly. So, um, yeah, like you said, just like, don't just listen to it and say, like, okay, bye, I'm, I'm done. Like really try to apply it into your life and like, see what you can take out of it. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day.